Please turn your Bibles to the book of Genesis. We've been in Genesis a lot here lately, hadn't we? That's a good book, amen? This is one of my favorite books, but all of, every, I'm, I'm partial to all of them when I'm right in the middle of them, aren't you? Except for Leviticus. I'm just like, Leviticus, oh my gosh. I mean, I think that was one of the torture books. Those, I'm, goodness gracious. Glad to see you here this morning. Again, we're going to be in uh, Genesis chapter 4 here in just a few minutes. Last week, as we continued our series called The Truth About, last week we learned the truth about angels. Heard several of y'all made comments to me this past week, and I appreciate that. Uh, we, we learned the truth about angels. We learned that angels were created beings, that God created angels with a very specific purpose. And unless they were one of the ones that rebelled with Satan, they were fulfilling their purpose. And today they still, those angels are still preparing those for their, their purpose. They have a purpose. Now, I didn't put this in my introduction, but I just want to remind y'all, when Jesus was on, before he went to the cross, he, he looked at Peter and said, put your sword away. If it was, you know, I could call on three or four legions of angels. How, how many angels could that possibly be? Huh? I mean, over 70,000 at his will. They were waiting, waiting at this. I mean, there's thousands of angels. We learned that angels that, that did rebel with Satan, were, or they're not known, they're, they're now known as demons. We saw in our scripture that God only gives us four names of the countless. I mean, we don't have a clue how many created angels he created. Uh, meaning that he put less emphasis on angels than we tend to. We do. Oh, look, she's an angel. No, she's not, y'all. I, listen, I, I was with her last week. People look at our, our, your children, and they're, you know, they're sitting there eating a peach, and say, oh, look at that angel. Yeah, if you wasn't an angel 20 minutes ago, right? We're, we're, we're not angels, we saw that the, these names of angels in Scripture are Gabriel, who delivered messages from God, Michael, the archangel, who engages in heavenly war, Satan, the most beautiful of all the angels that were created who rebelled against God, and we saw Ab Abaddon, uh, who was mentioned only in Revelation for a very specific purpose. We also learned that people do not turn into angels when they die. People don't turn into angels when they die. Those who die do not watch over the living. That, that when they die, we are in the presence of God, praising Him and doing His will. Amen? What is that His will? I don't know, but it's His will, and that's what I'll be doing. Amen? I had somebody come up to me afterwards. She said, thank you for, for, for making that comment. Thank you. Thank you for making that comment because people say your mother was such an angel and, and she's watching over you. And this person said, no, she's not. She's at the feet of Jesus praising his holy name. Now, today we're going to look at another truth that preachers don't preach on too much these days. Y'all need to tie your shoelaces. Pay attention. Today we're going to look at the truth about man. We've looked at the truth about God. We've looked at the truth about Jesus. We've looked at the truth about the Holy Spirit. We've looked at the truth about Satan. And this morning we're going to look about the truth of man. So what that means is we're going to have to look face to face with ourselves. We, we live in 
I guess every generation has been self-righteous to a certain degree, but the generation we live in, we, we live in a very self-righteous generation. We look around and we think, oh my gosh, boy, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Becky's here today. Becky, I don't, I don't know what the preacher's going to say, but Becky needs to hear it. I'm so glad Savannah's here today. I'm so glad Savannah's here today because Savannah needs to hear this message. Oh, ben, Benji, boo, I'm glad Benji's here. Now, listen, you, you need to thank God that you're here today because you need to hear this message. Listen, Scripture is beneficial for, our, for ourselves, for us, to, for edification unto the Lord. We need this, not, not the person sitting next to us. As a matter of fact, the person next to us can't do any good for us other than maybe giving us a meal and praying for us. They're, 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 they can do nothing to help us walk closer to Jesus. It's all on us. So this morning, I hope that you look at this Scripture as we read it, as I preach this message that God's laid on my heart. I hope it's a mirror to you. It's a reflection to you because you need to gaze upon yourself this morning as I gazed upon myself this past week as I prepared this message. I'm going to tell you, as I looked at this message and I pondered in my heart, listen, I didn't like a lot of what I saw, Butch. I didn't. So let's get into it. Let's see what God says this morning about man. Look at Genesis chapter 4. We're going to start reading in verse 1. And Moses writes, he says, Adam knew his wife Eve intimately, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. She, had, she said, I have had a male child with the Lord's help. Y'all might want to underline that, with the Lord's help. Then she also gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel became a shepherd of a flock, but Cain cultivated the earth. In the course of time, Cain presented some of the land's produce as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also presented an offering, some of the first, firstborn of the flock and their fat portions. The Lord had regard on Abel and his offering, but he did not have regard for Cain and his offering. Cain was furious and he was downcast. Cain was a Baptist, wasn't he? Cain was furious and a downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you furious? And why are you downcast? If you do right, won't you be accepted? But if you do not do right, sin is crouch, crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. Can Abel master Cain's sin? Can Cain master Abel's sin? No. God's saying, Cain, listen, you, you've got to master it. Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain pulled out his semi-automatic AK-47 and attacked his brother and killed him. Is that... It, is that, is that what Scripture says? Did they have guns back in those days? Mitch, did, did, did Cain have a gun? Th this is the original murder. It said Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where's your brother Abel? God knew. Y'all know that, right? This is a test of the heart. Test of the heart. He said, where is your brother Abel? 
I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's guardian? Can you imagine, listen, can you imagine, Justin, if you said that to your dad when you were growing up? I mean, I, listen, I, 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 I have all my teeth today. These are all mine. I, exactly. I, I mean, Gary, could you imagine saying that to your daddy? I mean, he, he, whatever he had in his hand or within arm's reach, he, you'd have felt it, wouldn't you? And rightly so. But then he say, he's saying this to God. Mr. Taylor, he's saying this to God. He's saying, am I by my brother's guardian? Then he said, what have you done? Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed with alienation from the ground that opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood you have shed. If you work the land, it will never again give you its yield. You will be restless wonder on the earth. But Cain answered the Lord, My punishment is too great for me to bear. Since you are banishing me today from the soul, I must hide myself from your presence and become a, a, a restless wonder of the earth. Whoever finds me will kill me. It's the way it should have happened. Then the Lord replied to him, In that case, whoever kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. And he, and, and he placed a mark on Cain so that whoever found him would not kill him. Then Cain went out from the Lord's presence. Did y'all see that? Then Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Let's pray. Father, again, we ask you to forgive us of our sins. Lord, I pray that you would just still our hearts right now. Help us, Lord Jesus, please help us to see ourselves this morning as you see us. Help us, Lord, to be better servants for you when we hear this message in just a few minutes. In Jesus' name I do pray, and all God's children said, amen. amen. This morning I'm going to preach about the truth of who man is. Now, I want you to come to understand that as we looked at every other truth in this series that we've been in these past few weeks, we found that everything God created has a purpose. Do you hear me? Everything that God has created has a purpose, including God himself. Church, listen, man, man has a purpose. We see our initial purpose, our original purpose, in Genesis 1, chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse uh, 26 through 28. Listen to this. Uh, Genesis 1, 26 says this. Then God said, let us, and who's he talking about? God the Father, God the, Holy, uh, the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Here's our purpose. Here's our job. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and the animals. All the earth and the create, uh, creatures that crawl on the, on the earth. So God created man in his own image and created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky and every creature that crawls on the earth. 
Sounds like man had a purpose, doesn't it? Sounds like God had a plan. We had a purpose and a, and a reason for being here. Now, there's a word seen in, in man's job description in verse 28 that stands out. And that word is, did anybody see it when I was reading it? There's one word that really stands out there. Did y'all see it? Subdue. Subdue. By definition, the word means to overcome, to quieten, to, to bring under control. What God directed man to do on his creation, the earth, was to watch over and to keep what he created under control. That's what we were to do, keep things under control. But to do this, understand, to do this, to do this, we had to first do one thing. We had to be obedient to his wishes, and this is where man has failed time and time and time again over the history of the world. This failure is what happened in the garden with our scripture reading of Cain and Abel this morning. Now please understand that since we are created in the image of God, because we are like him, we, we, <clears throat> we fail. It's because we have chosen to not be obedient. That's why we fail. Jesse, that's why we fail. It's because we chose not to be obedient. Understand, as we're looking at this, this scripture this morning, you got two choices. It's, it's unusual, but in scripture, when there's a choice, usually there's only two choices. This morning, we, we have two choices. You are either going to be obedient or you're going to be disobedient. And because we have the nature of God, God has given us the ability, unlike any other creature, to disobe be disobedient or obedient. Y'all know what that means, and I've said this before, and it's, it's really, it's strange. Every other thing that God has created that we see with our eyes, everything that we see God has created is obedient unto God except for one thing. Man. Man. And according to what we've just read, James, we choose to be disobedient. We choose to be disobedient. And like the illustration I gave just a few minutes ago, I was scared. I have all my teeth because, I, I, I mean, I was disobedient to my dad, but he just didn't find out about it. But with the stuff he did find out about, I, you know, I, I was, you know, thoroughly, thoroughly disciplined. We can't get nothing over on God. Nothing. Everything we do, we're going to have to stand and give account for one day. Some, sometimes it happens here on this earth. Amen? And it's our own fault because of the choices that we make. So we have two options. Either be obedient to God or be disobedient. And we see exactly what happens in Scripture when you're disobedient and obedient. So what, what do we see in our scripture this morning? I'm glad y'all asked. Y'all ready to go? Y'all ready to fly this plane? Y'all ready? Here we go. James, you awake? All right, here we go. Look at verse 1. Verse 1 this morning says, Adam knew his wife Eve intimately, his wife, not his girlfriend. Did y'all catch that? Did y'all catch that? It says, Adam knew his wife, Eve, intimately, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. She said, I have had a male child with 
the Lord's help. Why is that so important? Why did Moses include that in our scripture this morning? Well, we know that the woman's curse for eating of the tree of knowledge, the tree of good and evil, that God intensified her labor pains. That, that was her curse. He told her. He said, I am going to intensify your labor pains. God said, you will bear children in anguish. And it's just like a man when we're trying to pass a kidney stone, except for it's worse on the man, right? Because we're a bunch of sissies, right? Now, what we see in our scripture this morning in verse 1 is that God helped Eve through the birth of her first son, Cain. What we need to understand here is this. Because man failed God in the garden, we're under that curse even unto day. But we cannot bear the curse alone. We can't. We're still under that curse. Scripture says that man will work by the sweat of his brow. We're st is anybody still not under that curse? Yep, we still are. Still to this day. Women, childbearing, will, you, you will, you know, it's, it's going to be a time of anguish. Is that still uh, the same? Yeah, yeah. Do we have medicine to help us? Yeah, but listen, you, you still go through a time of anguish. But understand, we can't bear this curse alone. We need God. We need God. We need God's help every single day of our lives. And we need to acknowledge that. And when we acknowledge that is we look at the aspect, there's only two choices here this morning. You're either going to be obedient or you're going to be disobedient. Listen, when, <clears throat> when you are seeking out the heart of God, it's a whole lot easier to choose the obedient route, amen, than it is the disobedient route. Well, what does that mean? When you choose the disobedient route time and time and time and time again, where does, that, where does that lead you to believe where your heart is? Makes you wonder whether it's with God or not, right? It really does. As we look at verse 2, we see that through the course of time that Abel chose to work with the flocks and the fields, and Cain chose. We, we, we've got a choice again. Cain chose to work the land. Nothing wrong with that, right? Nothing wrong with that at all. Adam, uh, uh, Adam did both. He, he did both, and he taught his sons how to master what they chose. Now, Warren Wiersbe says this about uh, verse 2. He said, Adam certainly taught his sons why they worked. It was a part of God's creation mandate that we are cohabitors, co-laborers with God. The biblical approach to work is, is that mandate that, that, uh, that we are privileged to cooperate with God by using His creation gifts for the good of people and the glory of God. Listen, church, listen. The Bible has nothing good to say about idleness or about idle people who expect others to provide for them. As a matter of fact, Scripture says if you don't work, you don't. Yeah. It, I mean, we, we have a food pantry for those. I mean, we do. And we, and we try to use the food pantry as a vehicle to reach people with the love of Jesus Christ. We really do. To give people a hand up. Not a handout. Do you hear me? Scripture says if you don't work, you don't eat. You shouldn't eat. You know what Scripture is really saying? Stan, he says, get up and quit being lazy. I, I, we need to love the people standing at the street corners. We do, you know, asking for money. 
Love them. Pray for them. Say a little prayer for them. Roll your window down and give them the church address and say, our church has a food pantry. Do you know why people aren't giving you a lot of money these days? Because everybody's hiring. They're begging people for work. Go to work. Go to work. What I want you to see here this morning, church, is these sons had chosen well in the beginning. They chose well in the beginning. What we choose and how we choose can, can make all the difference in the world when we choose God first. Cain chose his profession in God's will, and God blessed it. How do you know he blessed it? Because he had a yield, and he tried to present it to the Lord. We need to choose God first and always Listen, when we do that, we can't lose. We cannot lose. When we choose God, listen, even when we do lose, we win. When you're on God's side and you lose, has that ever happened to you, Brother Kyle? Yes, last night at game night. <laughs> even when you lose, you win. When you're on God's side. Now, we see in verse 3 through 5, that after a period of time, both Cain and Abel presented an offering to the Lord. Now, think with me for a second. They just up and decided? Ricky Tyre, they just up and decided, I I'm going to present something to the Lord? Well, no. Well, where did they learn to, to bring offerings to the Lord? Warren Wiersbe says their parents, had, had, their parents had learned to worship God during those days in the garden. Certainly, they had taught their sons about the Lord and, and, and the importance of worshiping Him. Church, understand, Cain and Abel knew when to worship, why to worship, and how to worship. Their parents taught them. What we see in this scripture is they both had a choice as to how and to what they would offer to the Lord. We have the same opportunity every single day. They had a choice of what they were going to offer to the Lord. And so do you. You had an opportunity a few minutes ago of what you were going to offer to the Lord. What you were going to trust God to do with your offering. Now, I, I've had people, I've had, I've had great debates with people. Well, you know, the, that, that's Old Testament. Tithing, tithing's, you know, it, it, it's Old Testament. Well, you know, if, if New Testament doesn't diffuse or dispute uh, Old Testament, it stands. Well, Jesus, Jesus never said, you know, I, I don't, you know, Jesus, I don't believe Jesus ever really said much about tithing. Jesus was a part of the Old Testament. He was the great I am that Moses stood in front of. If, if it's in the Old Testament and it's not disputed or disclaimed, listen, it stands. It's 10% that belongs to God. It's God's. All of it's God's. 100% of it's God's. 
You were tested through your obedience because I don't know what you made. I, I don't, well, before you become a member here at this church, I don't say, okay, tell me. And there are churches that do this. I'm telling you. They, they, before the new members class, they'll say, okay, where do you work? And how much money do you make? And they want to know why, because they want to know if you're tithing or not. I personally don't believe that's any of your business. Because you ought to, as a child of God, want to be obedient to God. But that's just one part of being obedient to God. Just one. That's the one that preachers talk about the most, isn't it? But listen, you know, God, God wants our total obedience. This, this ought to be easy. Uh, especially now with mature Christians, this ought to be easy. It really should. But you know what should be even easier as a mature Christian? Because that's what every, everybody says, I'm a mature Christian. You know what God wants just as much as, as, as your tithe? He, he wants your time. He wants your time. And quite honestly, if you gave God as much time as you, or if you gave your, your employer as much time as you give God, you've been fired yesterday. You hear me? I mean, you, you go to work, you're the first one there, the last one to leave. Listen, they call you for overtime. Yes, sir, that's my name, OT, baby. I'll work that overtime. I want to get that money in the bank because it's my money. You know, listen, listen. What about God's time? How much time are you giving him? Is he, most, is he the most important? Because that's what you tell people. Oh, how I love Jesus. He is the most important thing in all the world to me. Just get away from my checkbook. I, oh, I love Jesus, but I, I don't, don't ask me to come on Sunday night. Listen, Sunday night is when we break the bread, baby. That's when we get into the Word of God. That's when we decipher book, word by word, line by line. And Wednesday night, that's when it gets intense, Lord. It, it's like a college seminary class. That's the way I try to teach it on Wednesday night. Oh, I'm not interested in that. Well, why? Sounds like a heart problem to me. Sounds like a heart problem to me. Hey, we, we've been begging people, listen, we, we, need, we need help in Awana. We, we, I, past three or four weeks, I've said and I've stood in this, this pulpit and some of y'all lied. I'm telling you, some of y'all lied. I'm getting ready to call you out. I'm not going to have you raise your hand. But last weekend, I said, we need candy. We need candy. I said, I'm going to buy two big bags. If you'll buy a bag of candy and bring it for the Easter egg hunt, I want you to raise your hand. The hand's raised all over the place. I asked Brandy, I said, Brandy, you ought to have enough candy. Now she said, I don't preacher. Nobody, hardly any brought anything. But you're going to bring it tonight, right? Right? That's, that is part of being obedient, being obedient to God. Your time, your talents, your abilities. It's, it's, you know, some of it's hard, some of it's easy. But it's all our choice. Do we want to be obedient to God? It's our choice. Now, Wearsby says this concerning why God accepted one offering and rejected the other. Now, some of y'all have preconceived notions about this, so listen to what, listen to what the Bible scholar Ward Wearsby says, okay? Everybody, everybody paying attention? Y'all with me still? Everybody, this, this is good stuff. Listen. He says, Cain's, uh, he said, Cain wasn't rejected because of his offering, because his off, but because his offering was rejected because of Cain. His heart wasn't right with God. 
It was by faith that Abel offered a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, which means that, that he had faith in God and was right with God. In later years, the law of Moses prescribed offerings of grain and fruit. So we have reason to believe that such offerings were acceptable from the beginning. But, Cain, but, but had Cain brought a blood sacrifice to the Lord, it wouldn't have been accepted by the Lord because of Cain's heart. Church, what happens, what happens to, to a man's heart over time? I, I, I don't understand it. I've seen it. As I sat and I, and I thought about what I know happens to a man's heart concerning God, I got to thinking about my good friend and something he taught us, Becky, Poppy. And, and I remember him having this conversation shortly after he had just cut the tip of his thumb off on that, that uh, table saw out there. He said, saws are extremely dangerous, especially under two circumstances. When you have, when, when you're not comfortable enough running that thing and you're not paying attention, you can cut your, the end of your thumb off real, real quick. So not being comfortable using a, a saw, you can cut your thumb off. He said the other way that you can easily get hurt is by being too comfortable with it. You'll, you'll just, you know, get in a hurry, get, get too fast. You, you won't, you know, make sure the guard is up or you take the guard off. <laughs> but those are the two things that hurt you the most. Not being comfortable and being too comfortable. Church, that applies to us as Christians. That's the way we get ourselves in more trouble. Because we're not comfortable with God. I, I don't understand. I don't know what he's trying to teach. I, 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 don't, un, I, you know, I don't understand scripture. You have an opportunity. Listen, you, you, you have this church. You have unbelievable teachers that can teach you, that you can ask questions to. You, you can attend. Desi, you, you had Sunday school this morning, right? How much are your Sunday school dues? How much do you charge to teach Sunday school class? Yeah. Okay, I'm just checking. Brother Frank, how much did you charge to teach your Sunday school class? Nothing. Dan, what is your monthly charge? Z nothing. No, no. Uh, Bill, how much do you charge? How much did you charge, Deborah? It's free. It's, it's free. You, you can come. Hey, and once a month, we'll give you breakfast, won't we, Alan and Dale? We'll give you breakfast. We have child care. Oh, well, I've got children. Bring the children. We'll bring them all. You know what you're saying? Well, I, 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 you know, two things are most dangerous. Not being comfortable and being too comfortable. And that's where I think we as Christians are today. We're, we're too comfortable. We're too comfortable with God. Well, listen, I can, I, I can run into the service and I can do some praise and worship. I can, you know, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I can get it all done. I can get it knocked out. And I'm done with God for the rest of the week. You're too comfortable with God. Amen. He deserves more than that. 
And you should want more than that. We can see the absolute evidence of Cain's heart, church. We can see the absolute evidence of Cain's heart in verse 6 through 16. We see his actions. We saw what he did. Because Cain's heart was not where it should be, because he was not right with God, he had a long list of sordid failings, and our scripture tells us everything that was wrong with Cain's heart. And I'll go over them very quickly. His heart was, 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 has caused him all these problems because he was furious and downcast. Listen to me. When, when you're furious over anything pertaining to the Word of God in the church, if you're furious and you're just downcast, that's sin. That's not God. Hey, listen, if I haven't learned anything these past three years through this pandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, is this. Keep moving forward for the glory of God. Satan wants you to be downcast. He, he wants you to be upset. He wants you to be furious. Don't play into his hand. That's Cain. That's Cain's side. I don't want to be a Cain to you. But Scripture tells us something else. His heart had given in to sin. His heart had given in to sin. He chose to be disobedient and he chose sin. Thirdly, his heart gave in to murder his own brother. His own brother. Jesus said, well, hold on, I hadn't, I hadn't murdered anybody. Jesus said, if you've contemplated or thought about the murder in your mind, you've committed murder in your heart. Now tell me you hadn't thought about it. But his heart caused him to do something else. His heart caused him to lie to God in verse 9. He talked back to God in verse 13. Can you believe that? Miss Andrew, he talked back to God. Talked back to him. He bartered with God in verse 14. And we see in verse 16 that his heart caused him to leave God with a cold and unrepentant heart. That's sad, isn't it, Mike? We, we look <coughs> at Cain with such contempt in our heart. I just cannot believe that he walked with God and he talked with God and he chose to be disobedient when we ain't much better. We're not much better. What's the truth about man? What is the absolute truth about man? Here we go. God created you. God created you. God created you, and that means you do not belong to yourself. You're created. That means you don't belong to you. That means before you make decisions, you might want to talk to God. And you might want to listen to his answer. Number two, man must choose to choose God every single day. 
And whether we know you chose God or not, God knows whether you chose him or not. Brother Kyle, do you, do you choose God every day? I, listen, I, I, I'm a cane too often. And it shouldn't be. Thirdly, the things we need to know about man is this. You have a job to do. And God will help you every single step of the way. Get on with it. Get, get on with your job. Well, Brother Kyle, I don't know what God called me to be. We, we can find something for you. Hey, men, we need you next, next Saturday morning, 8 o'clock. We need you here to, to finish up the playground before the Easter egg hunt. It won't take long. Let's bust it out and get it done, right? Well, is that, it's an active service. Come on, let's do it. It's fun. Hanging out with your brothers. We even go, we even go eat again, Stan. Amen. I mean, come on. We all have a job to do. Get on with it. Church, we were created to worship God through our obedience to him. Worship him. Be obedient in your worship. Well, listen, we are to, to be willing to sacrifice what God has given to us and for us for his purpose. It's like I said earlier, it's all his. Every bit of it. Y'all, I didn't have nothing. As a matter of fact, I was in a negative when I, Amy and I started tithing. I don't know how we did it other than the point and say God did it. Trust him. Now, I'm not, I'm not telling you, you know, health, wealth, and prosperity. I'm not telling you that you send your money and, and God. I'm not telling you that. I'm just be faithful to God. Trust him. Trust him. He will prove that he is trustworthy. Next, listen, we must be willing to admit when we're wrong and to confess it to God. That's one of man's biggest problems. We don't ever think we're wrong. Men, can I get an Amen. We don't ever think we're wrong. Yeah, yeah, we are. A lot of times we're wrong, and we need to admit that and, and, and confess our sins unto God. Listen, don't ever, don't ever, and I've seen this happen too many times in churches, don't ever do what Cain did in the end. Did you see what he did? Don't ever walk away from God. He's done too much for man. For, for us to ever consider <coughs> walking away from him. This is the last question. Listen. Y'all listening? If God were to look at your life right now, would your offerings and sacrifice be rejected or acceptable in his sight. Boy, we look at old Cain. Golly. Man, I can't, I can't believe him. I, I can't believe him. Gidget, what he did. But too often, we resemble Cain a whole lot more than we do Abel. Let's all stand. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Father, I pray right now that you would do what only you can do. And that, that's to touch the heart of men under the sound of my voice. That you'd show us who we really are. 
and you'd bring us to a point of repentance, Lord, that we would, Lord, be obedient to you in all that we have because you are worthy. Lord, be with us right now during this time of invitation. If there's somebody here who doesn't know you as their Savior, I pray today will be the day of salvation. They'll walk this aisle and come to know you as their personal Savior. In Jesus' name I do pray. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed, do you need to come this morning to the altar and just spend some time with God? Will you come?